Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, man, it's great to see you this morning. Welcome in. Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. This show is the daily meetup for small business owners everywhere to catch up on the news, get in the know, drink some damn coffee with your coworkers, and start Monday off right. Ah. <sighs> Man, it's great to be back here. Okay, so on today's show, what happened to Hillary? Was it a thing? What happened? Also, is COVID back? I've got a funny meme that's perfect for Monday, and we're going to have a fun question of the day. A fun question of the day. I'll give you the question of the day so you can start churning on what your answer is going to be because I love this question. It tells me so much about you. Like if I could only ask you one question to get to know you better, I would ask you this question and it is our question of the day. First concert, best concert. Love that question. That's the question of the day. We'll talk about it later on in today's show. And good morning, Rhonda. Great to see you. So if you're with us this morning, be like Rhonda. We should all be more like Rhonda. Say good morning in the chat and let me know that you're with us so the algorithm overlords that control my self-esteem will let me know that I'm not yelling into the void. Before we get in the news, how was the weekend? Right? Let's just kind of have a chat here. How was your weekend? Did you do anything awesome? Did you do something that you're just buzzing about this morning? Oh my God, I had a great weekend because I did the thing. What did you do this past weekend that just made you feel alive? I got to barbecue this weekend, got to see almost the entire family, made some ribs that were just chef's kiss. They were awesome. So that was good. And I splurged on something this morning. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Karen. Great to see you. I splurged on something. You know that buzz you get when you go shopping and you buy the thing you've always wanted? I did that this weekend. Oh, and I'm just so like, <laughs> I'm a Twitter with it. I'll share that story in a little bit. So hopefully you had a great weekend and uh, you're ready to do some business, but not just yet. We're going to goof around for a minute and then we'll go small business. Let's catch up on the news. I looked through the news this morning and saw a bunch of stuff that made me go, eh. but I did want to catch up on Hurricane Hillary because we have to figure out what happened. We heard all about the fact that it was coming and then it hit over the weekend. So what did it do? All right, well, here's where the storm's at, and let's talk about what happened. It's currently been downgraded to a post-tropical cyclone. It's not a cyclone. It's a post-tropical cyclone. 
which means it's going to rain a lot and there are going to be winds and such. It hit California on Sunday night, and now it's drifting into Nevada, which is what I would like to be doing right now. I would like to be drifting into Nevada. Mm. Only about 90, I think it's 90 days until I get to go. But yeah, I would like to be like Hurricane Hillary right now. So it's going north, 29 miles an hour. You can see the storm track right there. And it's just dumping rain left and right. Look at this rain. Oh my gosh, no. I think that was near San Diego's where that picture was taken. Palm Springs got half of its annual rain in a day. <laughs> Didn't sound like that, but that's probably what it felt like. <laughs> half of its annual rain in a day. And the National Weather Service in L.A. said all rainfall daily records have been broken. So it rained a lot. Unlike the hurricanes that hit Florida, which like blow over buildings and such, doesn't look like that's what happened. It kind of got downgraded by the time it came, uh, uh, landfall happened, and it flooded a lot, and it rained a lot. I mean, I wish I had more concrete data than that, but really, I don't. It rained a ton. End of story. And it rained in places that don't get a lot of rain. That's what happened with Hurricane Hillary over the weekend. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning, Teresa. Good to see you. And oh my gosh, Amy, you win the weekend. I spent this weekend on a boat in the Manaqua chain of lakes. Nothing better. That's true. That's awesome, Amy. Good for you. All right, so let's do the other thing that I heard this weekend in the news that made me go, mm, do we have to? In two separate conversations, over the weekend with two totally different people, completely unrelated. A new COVID variant came up in the conversation, but it wasn't just the fact that there was a new variant that came up. It was the way it was brought up. In both conversations, the new COVID variant was brought up with a matter-of-factness that was kind of like when you hear people talk about the recession which we are not in, by the way. But you hear people sometimes say, well, you know, the recession and, you know, the recession that's happening and the recession that's coming, there isn't one. That's not happening right now. But you hear people talk about it like, well, you know, the recession. Well, the matter of fact is that the COVID variant was brought up was similar to that. It was, well, you know, the COVID pandemic that's coming. Well, you know, COVID's coming back. Like, corduroy pants or something like it's just coming back so i'm like okay hold up what do you mean covid's like coming back like the way that they brought it up got me concerned so i decided to look into it good morning tom great to see you bud so i'll share what's going on but before i share what's going on i want to reflect just for a minute because when they brought it up, okay, fine, they brought it up. But the way that they brought it up with this feeling that it was going to happen, like, well, of course it's going to happen again. I, I don't want to say I got triggered, but I had memories of when it happened. I remember, I'm in my basement, as you know, the small business headquarters of America is a basement in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, this location. And over there is a room. That's where I quarantined when I had COVID. 
And when I had COVID, I woke up in the middle of the night with a fever so high, I crawled, literally crawled up the steps in the middle of the night, the whole family sleeping. And I was shivering uncontrollably. I couldn't stop shivering. Like, you know, the violent shivering, has that ever happened to you? I crawl up the stairs because the only relief that I could think of was getting into a hot shower. It was the only thing I could think of to warm up because I was freezing cold, even though the fever, my, my fever was through the roof. That's why I was freezing cold. And I took an hour long shower to warm up. And then not much longer, the fever broke and I was fine. But it was terrifying and it was so uncomfortable. It was awful. And I stayed in that little room with no windows for days. Terrible. But then the other parts of COVID, as you remember, weren't about the disease. There were families that were affected by that, that, that folks passed away from the virus. Awful. But independent of people getting sick, it's how we all kind of reacted and how we dealt with that environment when everything was shut down. I remember sitting on the couch, consoling my wife because about two months in, do you remember like about two months into the pandemic when we all realized, Ooh, this isn't going to be, what was it? Two weeks to beat the spread or whatever it was. And this isn't going to be, everything's fine by the 4th of July. This was going to be a thing. School patterns were interrupted. All of our small businesses were shut down. Do you remember that terrifying feeling? We were concerned about our kids. We were concerned about our livelihood. We were concerned about everything. I remember going to the grocery store. This feeling came up to me when these conversations happened. And I don't know how the grocery store is probably my most vivid COVID memory that and freezing to death over in the quarantine dungeon. But about three weeks in, the initial height of the paranoia, and when we had no information whatsoever at all, we didn't know anything. We ran out of food, right? We had to go to the grocery store. I mean, we got two teenagers in the house. They, they like to eat. So we needed to go out to the store. But, you know, fatherhood kicked in. Like, well, of course. It's my duty. And I needed to go to the grocery store and make the trip on behalf of the family. Now, this was the time when the toilet paper run was on. Like, nobody knew how dangerous or contagious the virus was. Nobody knew how it spread. Remember getting out the Lysol to wash our bananas or whatever the hell it was? Nobody knew what was going on, but we did know that we needed to stay away from one another and we had to wear masks now. And nobody had a mask? Mask? What? So Abby makes her list. And I go into my tool closet and I find a little woodworking mask, which, you know, in retrospect was... Like I could have put a sock over my face. It would have been as effective. It was completely ridiculous, but it was the only mask we had in the house. I mean, who had masks? So uh, this memory is so vivid because I had to go out and get food and toilet paper stuff. We needed food. So 
I chose to go to a smaller neighborhood grocery store thinking, oh, that's going to be safer for some reason. Like, what an idiot. I had no idea. So I put my little woodworking mask on, which like the holes around the side, you could drive a truck through. It was completely ridiculous. But I had this feeling when I pulled up to the grocery store, parked the car, put the mask on, which was so weird. The first time, remember that? You put the mask on for the first time. And I had this feeling like I needed to go be the dad. Like I had to go put myself in harm's way because we didn't know. Like the feeling you have if you have to like jump into a lake to save someone who's drowning. That feeling of this might be dangerous, but I got to do it on behalf of the family. Get out of the car and this routine boring, simple place, a grocery store had become this battlefield feeling that I needed to get in and get out as quickly as I could because we were terrified. And the store, I walked in, this tiny little grocery store, I felt it was mobbed. Like, look at all these people. Oh my God, I'm in danger. And the aisles felt so cramped. They weren't. And it wasn't mobbed. But we were going around that grocery store like we were scrounging for life-saving supplies to protect our family. Like we were on the hunt for survival. And I remember pushing my little cart down the aisle and like making eye contact with someone. And we were on a mission. Like we were on a mission to save our kids. Like that's how we felt. Do you remember how terrifying that was? I remember going down the aisle of the grocery store, holding my breath as I walked past people. You did that. You know you did that. I'm not the only one that did that. And I remember thinking, this person is an enemy in a grocery store in my town. That is the fear that I felt. When it first hit and the pandemic did that to all of us, because we didn't know this isn't a statement about the media or the government or the whatever, nothing. It's just fear. It was scary. I mean, a lot has been said about what did we know and what didn't we know and the vaccine and the government and blah, 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 blah. Don't know. That's not what I'm talking about. It's that. That flashback of that moment and how we handled it as people. And when I heard someone bring up the virus the other day, just matter-of-factly like, oh yeah, by the way, that's going to happen again. I just, ooh. I remember waiting like impatiently for that person to get a couple of more feet away because the only thing we knew was stay six feet apart. Like I couldn't move forward because they had to move. And I remember getting an extra box of cereal because, well, we who knows when we get to come back. Dark, scary. And I think all of us have a grocery store story for ourselves. Might not have been in the grocery store. Might have been going out and walking around your neighborhood. Might have been uh, going into work. Might have been being quarantined at home. Might have been whatever it was. 
But that feeling, man, I don't want that feeling to come back. So what's the news about COVID? I probably should tell you that now that I've done my whole flashback, but it was very vivid, as you can tell. The new variant, COVID-19 BA286, the WHO, which is a great radio station in Iowa, by the way, WHO Des Moines, uh, and the CDC, they're tracking the variant right now. It's a sub-variant of the Omicron, the Omicron, like we're buddies, uh, you, know, you know, the Omicron and I. Uh, They don't know if it's any more transmissible than any other versions, and they don't know. They actually seem to think it's not as dangerous as the other variants, but it's highly mutated. And this is what they said in the news story. Doesn't look like it's more transmissible. Doesn't look like it's more dangerous, but we're highly concerned. Okay. So there is a COVID variant they're concerned about. So that's exciting. Great. Great. Happy Monday, Pat. Thanks for that. How about we put a smile on your face? We should put a smile on your face because I don't want to talk about COVID anymore because that makes me not smile. Let's do uh, good morning, Susie. Good morning, Patty. Let's do our meme of the day because we're going to change the subject. And if you're just joining us, this is Small Business Mornings. You look lovely. Thank you for coming to our small business staff meeting here. Our question of the day is going to be fun. First concert, best concert. So start thinking about it because I want to hear from you. Let's do our meme of the day. And this is perfect for Monday. This is so perfect for Monday. (laughs) I saw this and I couldn't wait to share it. Eh, good enough. Mediocrities. (laughs) Mediocrities. <laughs> Isn't that great? Eh, good enough. <laughs> that is some Monday energy on your screen. Mediocrities. And thank you, Chad Carlton, for sharing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. That, that made me laugh. All right. Uh, let's do the freaking thing, shall we? So uh, every day on the show, we take a minute to reflect on what needs to get done today to make today great. So I want you to start thinking about that to-do list, and we're going to commit just in a moment about one thing we have to get done today so we can move our business forward. But as we continue to reflect on the weekend, uh, let's talk about what we did, because I did zero. I mentioned I bought something I've always wanted, and I'll tell you that in a second. But I did very little. Made that barbecue that was awesome. Saw the family. And then I splurged. I splurged. I splurged over the weekend. I splurged and bought the golf clubs I really, really wanted. Like, really wanted. We all have that thing whatever your hobby is, you know, the bowling ball that's really nice or the sewing machine that like, like, look at that. That's a honey, right? We all have the thing in our hobby or the thing in our life that just, if we ever got that, like life is complete. I bought those golf clubs over the weekend. 
So whatever it is for you in your life, the, the hobby, the passion, I bought the mountain bike. I always want whatever it is, that feeling, that's what I did over the weekend. And I am like, I life goal unlocked, super amazing. So while I was out buying my dream golf clubs and making barbecue and seeing family, I did zero over the weekend. So coming back to the work week today, now we get to commit to something to do the freaking thing. So what are you going to commit to today so you can get something done and move the business forward? We've got to commit for something. And yes, thank you, Teresa. I deserve it. See, that's what I needed. So when the credit card bills I comes, credit card bill comes in. But Abby, Teresa said I deserve it. Thank you. I needed that, Teresa. Appreciate it. Okay. So what are we going to commit to today? What's the one thing you got to get done by the end of today? So when you close your laptop, you can say, I did what I needed to do today. Don't put it out in the universe. Put it out to Pat. Write it down right now what you need to get done. So when we get back together tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., we can feel like we've got something done. For me, I've got a bunch of email to catch up to because I didn't do it over the weekend. I got some Slack messages I got to get done and I got to continue to work on the new fall season of the Idea Collective. We got some big ideas on some things we're going to do to make the community even more engaging and serve our members. So commit to one thing. Write it down. Write it down. And take a sip of coffee while you write it down. What's the one thing you're going to commit to? Write it down. Ah, terrible. Okay. Hopefully you've written it down. I have a client follow-up and September marketing. Perfect, Sarah. Thank you so much. Okay. Susie Moon. Oh, Susie Moon's got a big day coming up. I'm submitting my pitch presentation by 7 p.m. today for the 5x5x5 event on Wednesday. Good luck, Susie Moon. Appreciate it. All right, what else do we got here? Three more. Look at all these great things. Schedule three more social media posts. Three items up on Etsy. Go Patty with your bad self. Very cool. And what else do we have? Kristen's got something. Restarted my Etsy with some blank journals with my art in it. Very good. Much needed. Much needed. Let's see. Jennifer's cleaning off her calendar blocks. This is the thing that we're talking about. We're all committing to what must be done. So that way, tomorrow morning when you tune in, you can feel all good about yourself. And yeah, Susie Moon, best of luck to you. We're really excited for you. Okay, let's talk about first concert, best concert. Our question of the day is very simple. First concert, best concert. You remember your first concert? Do you remember the feeling of going in there and it's so loud, you think to yourself, how can it possibly be this loud? Because if you're, I think I was nine, eight or nine at my, maybe 10 at my first concert, you've never heard or felt anything that loud in your life ever. And it's so overwhelming when a concert like that bass hits you and jostles your innards. Like that's how loud concerts are. And it's such a visceral experience to go to a concert in person. <laughs> and I would love to think, because I'm of the age 
that my first concert could have been Queen or Van Halen or something cool. Not. (laughs) I have the dorkiest first concert ever. I'll share that in a minute. First concert, best concert. What do we have here? Oh, yes, Wife Product. Abby's going to go close some bookings and complete social media posts. Good for you. First concert. Now, this is what I want to see. Sarah Deacon's first concert, New Kids on the Block. Now, see, that's a cool first concert, especially for Sarah. That's perfect. And the best concert, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I bet that was incredible. I bet that was incredible. We had some other folks report their first and best here. Uh, Let's see here. Best of many from Tom Brousseau. Of course, it's the Eagles. Dang right, Tom. I'm sure you don't remember a lot of that concert, and I mean that as a compliment. So hopefully you enjoyed that show. What else? Uh, Let's see. We've got uh, the first one was the Beach Boys from Tom, which I bet they were good back in 1977 because right now it's like, you know, the assistant drum like the bongo player of the Beach Boys is the only one left and they're still touring as the Beach Boys. It's not not really great. Jennifer Aniston had a or Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Jennifer An- Anderson had a great first concert. Mad- Madonna, Montgomery Gentry for Kristen, very very good. Best concert, Susie Moon, Billy Joel. So a running gag that we had on a radio show I used to do. I used to do an all request 80s radio show. 70s and 80s. Most fun I've ever had behind a microphone. And the running bit was, we just don't play enough Billy Joel. Every time we played Billy Joel, we would say, we just don't play enough Billy Joel. Because Billy Joel's amazing and has a ton of great hits. Abby's best concert, Elton John in Pamplona, Spain, front row. You got his scarf. That's right. It's hanging on the wall over there. And let's see, Patty's first and best. George Carlin. Now, wait a minute. Patty, you were at the Seven Dirty Words event of Summerfest? I mean, I knew you were cool. I didn't know you were that cool. Awesome. And Amy Calder, Pearl Jam at Alpine. Okay, so this is what's funny. My first concert was at Alpine, but as I mentioned, it was incredibly dorky. The the first and best, the, the, the gulf between my first and my best is so massive You could drive a truck through it. My first concert was at Alpine, and I went with a friend and his family, drove to Alpine, and we thought it was the coolest thing ever because we saw the monkeys. I know. Sorry, ladies. I'm taken. The monkeys. But what was really cool is that Weird Al opened for the monkeys. Weird Al and the monkeys together. Like, I know you know I'm a badass, but like, come on. I'm really a, a, come on. Seriously. Unbelievable. But the best concert, I've been very fortunate to go to a lot of great concerts. The second best concert, I ever saw was Rage Against the Machine, fourth row center at Illinois State University before they broke. I was in college radio. I had the album before anybody else. I knew every word on the album. This was way long ago before they were Rage Against the Machine. And it was basically my friend and I standing and everyone else not paying attention. 
unbelievable. That's the second best concert. The best concert that I ever saw was because of my ability to suck up and to kiss butt and to build relationships. I guess that's the positive way to say it, build relationships. But the best concert came from that. So we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. And my job running radio stations in Lincoln, Nebraska was to build relationships with people. And my radio station targeted adult women. And there was one beautiful venue in town that brought in all the Broadway shows and all of that kind of stuff. And I built a relationship with them and we did a ton of promotions for cats and, you know, all of the Broadway shows that came in. It was a beautiful partnership. Well, Laura, that was her name at the lead center in Lincoln, beautiful venue, at least it was. She calls me one day. She says, you're not going to believe who's coming. She told me the artist's name and I said, now listen, I don't know if I have any favors to call in, but I want you to like take the next 10 years of favors, wrap them up and hook me up with two tickets, the best ones you can get. Just please, here's 10 years of whatever you want. Please hook me up. She hooked me up. Two tickets, front row center. Now my camera is about eight feet from here. Imagine you're sitting in your living room and there's the television. That's about how far away I was from this performer. And it was Abby, me and Abby, front row center, front row center. And the performer was right there. B.B. King. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> like, it was me and Abby and the King of the Blues right there. And he was already a thousand years old, right? He was not a young man, but boy, did he play Lucille. It was, oh man, it was so cool. It was so cool. It was just the best. I don't know if that's ever going to get topped. I hope it is topped because that would say something about my life if it got topped, but that would be, um, that would be thing. The best show fourth row at Red Rocks for glass animals. Awesome. And yes, Sarah Deacon, Weird Al is a hell of a guy, by the way. I had the chance to meet him, and he's a really, really good performer. Uh, so that is just always a fun exercise to go through. First concert, best concert, because like I say, you can have a big variance, the monkeys or the king of the blues two feet from you, practically giving me a private concert. It was just the coolest. Just the coolest. Okay. Let's land this plane for a Monday because eventually we have to go small business, right? How about we stop doing the freaking thing? Um, we do have to go small business at some point today. And to do that, we got to make sure that we are in the right frame of mind. We're feeling good about what we're doing and we're ready to charge up the hill and build a business that means something. And if sometimes you feel like you're all alone on that journey, you need to know about the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners. And if you're watching the show and we've never met or you've never joined the collective, you don't know about the Idea Slams, you don't know uh, half of these beautiful people that are inside our chat this morning, we are making the conscious decision that building a small business is not a solo mission. 
right? You might be a solopreneur, but you don't have to be alone. The Idea Collective, this show, the event that we do in November, it's all built around the theme, don't grow it alone. Because while you're building your business, there will be times when you don't know what to do. There will be times when you need a little inspiration. There will be times when you're down in the dumps and you need to get out. That's when you need people around you. That's what the Idea Collective is all about. We are a peer group for small business owners. So if you want to learn a little bit more about it, you want to meet because I want to learn about your business as well. We're doing this event called the Backstage Brainstorm, which is on September 13th. And I'd love to have you join us. So click the QR code and come to the meeting. It's totally free. We'll do some networking with the people in the Idea Collective. And then you'll get to try out the Idea Slam, which is our uh, freewheeling brainstorm and conversation to help people solve problems and capture opportunities. So if you are watching the show, the QR code works in the replay as well. We would love to have you be a part of our, what did we call it now? The Backstage Brainstorm event on September 13th. It's going to be great. Okay, I think I've procrastinated long enough. I can't go any longer with the procrastination. At some point, we have to go small business. The good news is this is a daily show. So go do the freaking thing kill it today, and then come back tomorrow morning and be a part of our discussion so we can continue to grow together. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of Small Business Mornings. Thanks for so much. Thanks so much for being a part of this conversation. We'll see you back here at 9 a.m. Central. Have a great day.